Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Rain on Your Parade with J.L. Covan. I am J.L. Covan, and I'm here, as always, with my producer, Mike. Hello, Mike. Hi, J.L. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for not addressing the audience directly. I've learned Obviously, now. our talk with HR, it took. So that's good to see. You say. think you have, have HR influence <laughs> in Slickback Studios, in my home, <laughs> where my... Where, where my, my children sleep, <laughs> where hot chicks play with their toys. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast, it has to stop. It, it's an oh. abortion, JL. An abortion. And you with your Catholic Italian looking thing. It all has to stop. It all Psh, must I end. won't let you take my comedy. <laughs> I won't let you take. Anyway, guys. Godfather Go, Alive. Second best Godfather movie, Godfather <laughs> 2. Shout out to my buddy, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Uh, incredible, incredible family tree, uh, the Coppolas. Yes, absolutely. Um, that is, I mean, you've got him. Mm -hmm. And then you got Talia Shire. Yep. Adrian. Yep. Uh, probably the greatest special needs character in film history, Adrian <laughs> Balboa. Um, because it proves, like if you watch the Rocky movies, it proves that money and heavyweight championships cures autism. Yeah. It was pretty impre impressive to see her communication skills. Like she went from- By Rocky three, she's really- Hey, hey Rocky. Yeah. Hey, Rocky. <laughs> Counting toothpicks in, in Rocky one. Yeah. And by Rocky four, she's yelling, you can't win. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you can talk. And then uh, I'm working on a character to go with, I'm going to start doing some videos for the TikTokers um, where I mash up characters. So there's going to be Chris Cornell West. It's going to be Cornell West, or as our audience knows him, Dartmouth East. Dartmouth East, yeah. Um, do, just reading Chris Cornell lyrics. Can black, I get a taste? Black Hole Sun, won't you? No, 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 the Black Hole Sun. Won't you? No, that, that's a very, that's just a, that's not even a taste. That's a, that I waft, you get a waft, a yeah, sniff. Yeah. Um, and another one is ASAP, ASAP Rocky Balboa. Okay. Which will just be Rocky Balboa talking about fucking Rihanna. Sniff of that, please. Oh, oh we got two kids with Rihanna. She's a billionaire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the kind of TikTok stupidity that will thrive. If I dress as Cornell West and then and then just start going, Spoon Man. <laughs> People are gonna lose their shit. Um but I interrupt oh yes, Francis Ford Coppola. So then his nephew is Nicholas Cage. Yep, my favorite. Um his 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 sister is Talia Shire and his I guess Grand nephew is Jonathan Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman, yeah. Also, uh, uh, Sophia, though bad in Godfather. Oh, 3, I'm sorry. Yes, is I, a is a icon. My misogyny a, is showing itself. Yeah. I forgot the accomplished director. Yeah. Uh, of mostly movies, I don't care for, but sure. good for her. Um, she'll always be uh, the woman who was in, had no business doing scenes with Andy Garcia. Yeah. In Godfather Three. Hey, I take him out right now, Uncle Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Take Zaza out. <laughs> you will not give. I'll take. Um, yeah, no, I love the. Uh, I love the fucking. Like here, I'm sorry, and this is this is mean because in real life she's fine looking. It's she's not like oh my. She's, Sophia Coppola. Yeah, she's she's, she's fine looking. She's my type. I mean, she's I, I like Italian girls, but sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
the I, I like them too, but most of them would unfriend me on dating apps once they would see a Haitian flag yeah. in my profile. That's They'd the be like, "I thought he was Sicilian. You think I'm bringing my pop some Haitian?" <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, he looks okay. He looks like he could protect me in a fight on the shore. But like, I'm going to bring him home for Sunday dinner with my pops. Um, But that's true. Five out of five. I've been I've been matched and unmatched on dating apps. Not for a while. I've been seeing Laura eight years. Yeah. So I've been off dating apps for five. And. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? What's worse? A pun or a please like me pause. It's just like it's an audio medium. We, it's dead air. Anyway, talk. anyway um, dating at five, five times uh, in my career, I was matched with somebody on whatever the app was and five times unmatched before I could communicate mm-hmm. all five times Italian women. I'm not saying all five were racist, but at least two of them were. I, all five were. Yeah, I, probably. I, I can speak for my people. That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> were, was the, were these in New Jersey? They were jerseys. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And I just told myself, maybe it's because I'm in New York. But no, the, amb- the Jersey ambition no, yes. would be like, I want to date a guy in the city. <laughs> 100%. They saw that you were Haitian. Uh, and they said, my dad will not approve. <laughs> my my dad. And by the way, Trump is not racist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Coppola family tree. But she's she's fine looking. But in that movie, she's supposed to be, you got, you're telling me uh, Vincent is going to risk his life, his career for a run of the mill, his run of the mill cousin, by the way. Yeah. At least when Eleanor Roosevelt married her cousin, he was going to be president. Right. That's worth having (laughs) some fucked up kids over. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, These mongrels live in the White House, so I'm okay with the DNA fuck up. I'm going to tell you real quick, just looking at pictures of her. I'm very into Sofia Coppola. But no, you're probably looking at old like like now. Yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm saying she's gotten better with age. Yeah. yeah. Um, But as a young like she it was almost like she was she was she a teenager I think, yeah, like was young she like, teenager. She, it was like putting 14, Chelsea 15. Clinton at 15 in yeah. a movie. It was like, she'll be better than this, right. but this is the worst possible time. But on top of that, if you want to put Denise Richards in a movie, even though she's not a good actress, go ahead. Right. But if you're not a good actress and you, you know, uh, what's her name from the the gummy, the gummy woman who's won Oscars for like the, the hello, hello, um, um, what, what's her name? The uh, Olivia Coleman. Who? Oh my God squandered another great impression and i don't do a lot of female impressions but she was in the crown and uh she won an oscar for the uh what was it what was the, <laughs> well, you look her up anyway guys great. i've never seen this person oh before. well she's won an oscar and a couple emmys but uh yeah okay. no that's good she she doesn't uh, podcast slickback studio so i guess her her she doesn't count to you that sounds right <laughs> <laughs> um so that was already three detours from whatever I was going to start. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we did a lot of Godfather What stuff. are we talking about today, JL? <sighs> he's the best in the business, folks. He is. He's, we call him the school bus driver because he <laughs> takes rowdy kids <laughs> where they need to go. Um, well, I wanted to talk. We're going to talk about vaccine boosters today. You know, I'm going to. Sure. I'm going to I'm going to zig to Joe Rogan's 12 million listeners ag mm-hmm. a little bit today. But before that, I had a wonderful experience today. I'm going to start with a story and I, I hope you enjoy it. I had to go to the unemployment office today. Yeah. Now, fans, you're probably wondering, wait, JL, <laughs> um, are you telling me the like 
all the money I don't spend on your tickets, your Patreon, your albums, and watching YouTube videos, are you telling me all that money I don't spend on you has rendered you in need of unemployment assistance? Well, let's just say my day job for four for two of the four years that I had it was uh, doing a lot of, you know, it was doing what a day job's supposed to do. It's paying the bills. And um, so for the last several weeks, I've been applying for unemployment and I have no, I'm not getting it. And uh, so I, and my login wasn't working. And on the phone, they just said pending. And then you can't get through on the phone. So I said, I got to go to the unemployment office. I got to go in there and like a billboard for lack of success, just like a mascot. I'm so big. I'm like a mascot for failure when I walk into a place like this. Like they should, they could have me run around the basketball court, riling up all the unemployed people like, hey, there's unemployed Luther. He's a fucking loser. Go us. So I get to the uh, office and there's three options. There's Brooklyn. Is Brooklyn in the house? No. Uh, there was Harlem and there was Soho. And yeah. I said, I'm going to go Soho. I'm going to go Soho. <laughs> I think that's where I'd like to, that feels like the most serene place to yeah. complain about not getting my, my welfare chick. They're going to take my benefits. If they listen to this podcast, they're going to take our benefits, Trump. Um, so I get there and I'm hoping it's like some discreet government building, like a piece of shit, like a, like a low rent DMV where I get to like slink in read my book. And then like somebody just hands me a check. Yeah. Like well, it is in every other part of the country. Exactly. Well, I go in and it's pretty, it's a brand new lobby. I, I feel like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going into a place where real people work and like business happens. Yeah. So you have to go up to the security guard and be like, I'm, I'm here for the, I'm here for unemployment, mm -hmm. which is already humiliating. And they're like, okay. And they give you the sign-in sheet for the, for the losers. Yeah. The, the department of labor sign-in sheet. You can write, right? <laughs> and I just read, put, my, I put my X, I put my X on the sheet <laughs> and then a security guard has to escort you up. Now, at first I thought, is this because I'm very big and they're like, in case this guy's really mad about not getting paid, yeah. he's going to vent, but it seems it's standard procedure. So it's good already. There's like five people involved in this humiliating exercise for me. Right. You know, like, oh, hey, hey. you know, it's like a, it's like the cliche in like comedies where it's like you're in the supermarket, ah, uh, pussy cream on aisle <laughs> yeah. three. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got pussy cream. Yeah. And <laughs> is that what it's called? I think that's, that's a, that's the term. I think so. Um, so then I get up to the third floor and it's also very nice. You mm -hmm. check in at the desk and they're like, you're here for it. They keep having to like verify you're here for it. Yes. Stop saying it. Yeah. Um, who would get lost here? Who would get, who would be like, uh, I'm here. I won the lottery. <laughs> oh, the, oh, I'm sorry. This is the uh, unemployment. I won, I won mega millions. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, pardon me. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> so then I take a seat. And of course the first, the woman at the like sign in desk, one of the two women at the sign in desk, hot Latin chick. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? Cause now you're in your head. You're already feeling, and you're like, oh, well, she's just like, there's a person I definitely would not fuck in any hypothetical. Yeah. You unemployed loser. And she's, and she's got a rock on her hand and she's got, yeah, but she's just like a, she's just, it, it just, just one of those, dis, one of those, one of those disarming, like, oh yeah, you're, you're the type of chick that like a dude, what probably went to church just to get you. Even if he's not, he's just like, I got to go to the church, but she's just nice looking woman. I'm like a great, more humiliation piled on. So then I sit down, I fill out a sheet. They make you sign like a code of conduct sheet. Like you will not sexually assault or curse at someone or like throw anybody out a window while you're here. 
So I'm like, cool, this seems, this seems fun. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting there and I get taken pretty, pretty quickly, which was, which is pleasant. But before I get taken quickly, I'm sitting next to a guy. Okay. And he is going, uh, he's talking, he knows like the secure, one of the security guys, like the front desk security guy. And he's like, Hey, I can see, he's just like, I can see anybody, bro. Like, it's cool. Like, I don't need to see the same guy. I just need, I just need to get in and get out. You know what? I, and I'm like, Oh, you're the guy who needs to get in and get out. <laughs> cool. Like, Oh, Oh, you're doing like a chill tone. So like <laughs> now I understand everybody else here is just here for fucking fun, but you're, yeah, I, I don't even, it's, and he was like, he kept using like the wrong phrase. He was like, it's nothing personal, man. Nothing. Per-. I'm like, why would the security guard be taking this personally? He doesn't give a <laughs> shit. Another person. I just, you know, I need to get in, get my shit and get, get out and I'll be out. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Can we do that? Can I do that too? I will also get my shit and get out. <laughs> Is that how it works? So those are the magic words. But then he gets called. Yeah. I'm still waiting. And you could just tell he was going to be trouble. And he was. Yeah. And of course, he was telling the young security guard like to stay away from him. And he was the, the profanity. And I was like, sir, did you not just read the code of conduct that we all sign? You are violating it big time. <laughs> And also, I thought you were going to be cool and be in and be out. What yeah. Happened? And now you're totally like, you're, you're not cool. man. Okay. Kevin McCarthy guy <laughs> going back on his word. So he's just, uh, and he now starts talking about how he lost his job at the parks department. And he was talking about finding somebody in a van and bed bugs. And I was like, I don't know. Um, people being found in vans usually feels like some grounds for losing your job without knowing the details. Mm. But he then, the young security guard, tries to, like, escort him out. And he goes, don't, yo, don't even fucking touch me. I ain't personal, but don't touch me. I know him. He points to the guy who he was, like, conversating with, if I can use the the, the, the common tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that guy was probably like, yeah, I'm not vouching for you. Why? Stop bringing me into this, man. Like, I get it that you're familiar with all of us because you're always here. But, like, we're <laughs> not boys. <laughs> That's not how this works. We don't become friends. This isn't cheers. Right. It's the unemployment office where everybody knows your social security number because you have to. Dun, dun, dun. I'll work on the rest of that song. Thank you. Um, but then my favorite part of the whole day happened before I even got called in. He then starts bragging about how much money he has. That's a pretty weird flex at the unemployment Weird office. flex, to say yeah. at least. Now, now, don't get me wrong. If he's entitled to unemployment, he's entitled to it. But generally, you don't see people uh, flexing and going, these jeans is $250. I got money, but y'all owe me, so pay me. I get the fuck out. And I was like, what are you, what are you a collector for a loan shark? This is the <laughs> unemployment office. Like, yeah. And it was just, he kept talking about, and he, I think he showed how much money he had in his wallet to his alleged boy at the security desk. So I was like, okay, yeah, you're, yeah. Do you have a, do you have a, a gun to make it rain in the unemployment yeah. office? Just really stunt <laughs> on us. And so then I knew he was in trouble and this is when he started. Now he went into the bathroom and kept talking. You could hear him talking like shit from the bathroom. I was like, this guy's definitely pissing all over the bathroom, <laughs> right? Like just, he's just super soaker, just the mirror, everything's got to be. Sounds like a real problem. <laughs> well, I'm just guessing. I don't know if he did, but, but then um, I get called in. And then I see a security guard coming up. Like there's a little extra backup just in case. Mm-hmm. The baggy, the baggy pa- sagging pants security guard. Now this is the guy that you bring in 
Like he's on the, like, he's like deep undercover. He, there are days when he doesn't know if he's the villain or the hero. (laughs) Like you bring in sagging pants. I don't give a fuck about this job security guard. When you're just like, in case we need somebody to, who already has a criminal record on our staff to fuck up this guy. Yeah. We bring him in. And then there was no weapon. Yeah. He's, I mean, it's deep cover. Um, you know, it's the deep cut. It's the deep undercover yeah. security guard. Like Rocco, we got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Get upstairs. He, well, he definitely, thank you for it. He definitely wasn't a Rocco. <laughs> okay. I don't, I mean, he wasn't Rocco. I just went right to my people. Yeah. He wasn't Rocco, Rocco's the guy you call to take care of business. Yeah. This wasn't good fellas at the Copa. Okay. Um, and then I sit down for my appointment and I learn all sorts of things that I might have lo- like the last time I was on unemployment was in the fight during the financial crisis. I got laid off from my law firm. Then I was on unemployment. That's the last time. So oh eight, uh, oh nine. It was oh nine. nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So oh nine. But I think I had to start a, an ID during Obamacare. Thanks, Obama. And at some point, I guess I had two different logins on the New York system. Never changed my social. Never changed my well, email. Would you? Right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that as a joke. But apparently there's now a mix-up, whether there's been identity theft or something. So everything is held up. Money that I kind of need is being held up. Like it's being, and, and there's all sorts of other issues. So now I have to go get a new social security card in case I don't have one. I, I can't find mine. And all sorts of bureaucratic bullshit. But as I'm sitting down, the old Irish guy, Irish-American guy sitting at the back, like one of the workers... I hear him on the phone while I'm waiting for my guy to come back with information. And he goes, yeah, they sent us uh, a bunch of people from the Harlem office today. Real nasty motherfuckers. <laughs> so apparently I was at like the end of the wave, I guess, of the nasty motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, he said it with a hard R, if you yeah. know what I mean. I, I believe um, you, yeah. So uh, then I left no richer with more things I need to do and rushing late to this podcast. <laughs> so that was fun. But yes, guys, that's just, it's not all, it's not all glitz and glamor when none of your fans support anything you do. <laughs> it's amazing how, you know, all this pro bono comedy I'm doing, it's just, it doesn't keep the lights on. Yeah. Who would have figured, but you know, that's the world we live in. And, um, you know, I, I get, I get daily, inquiries about all sorts of things, whether it's my make prison great again hats or my albums or something or whatever, or cameos, I got to get one of those. And then I share the link, never hear from them again. And I'll never understand that need. Like that's the one thing I really resent in the aggregate. If it happened once, but it happens all the time is the people using your business as like their entryway to feel some kind of connection or communication. It's like, we can talk about all sorts of shit, but when there's product involved, you know, when I put the kilos on the table, I don't want to know how your kids are anymore. I want the cash. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Other times we're just talking issues. We're bantering, talking about a show. With it. All good. But like when you're like, I need to get one of those hats. I'm like, oh, good. A sale. No right. sale. Right, right. Oh, how do I order one of these cameos? Well, here's how you order it. So hopefully, you know, I've done 2000 of them. I'm very popular on the site. You're going to get a great product. There's 10 samples on, on my page to watch. Okay. Never hear from them again. It's, it's just very weird. It's like the same thing when I've had women like ask me out and I'm like, well, here's the, like, here's the end of their fandom, right? Because it's like, Hey, I was just curious. I'm like, I do, I, I do have a girlfriend. Um, but, but thanks for watching. Never. Ne- they're done because yeah. they, they went and they think they humiliated themselves, I guess, but it's like, you didn't, it's okay. 
But women, you know, we can talk about this, the cliche all day where it's, you know, a guy gets rejected 80 times and he's like, well, time for 81. <laughs> a woman gets rejected once and they're like, I'm going to go into hiding for a month and never talk to that person or run into that person ever again. Yeah. This is the most humiliating thing of all time. Um, which is kind of true because I mean, there's even guys out there for Sofia Coppola. So like, you know, maybe when you do get rejected, you should, you I should wish. take- in you should take a world. look in the metaphorical mirror because my guess is you shouldn't look in the regular mirror. We're now a bro <laughs> podcast. See that? Did you see how I flipped it on them? We're now an alpha bro podcast. We're going to talk all about how to make more money, how to make people feel like shit and why you shouldn't take any shit from anybody. Um, Dude, I'm sorry to harp on this, but I, I just, after further investigation, Sophia Coppola is very hot. Oh, like, hot. V- like out, like unbelievably hot. No, I think she's nice looking. I'm just fucking, I'm, I'm still talking about Godfather 3, Sofia Coppola. Well, that's a different thing. Right. I'm just, uh, it's called jokes. Say, oh, 20, I guess we have a new punch down of the week. No, breaking it's not news. A punch down. I'm just, I'm just going to bat for a woman that I find quite glamorous and sexy. <laughs> she's fucking hot. I'm looking, I don't know, whatever. I've yeah. derailed this whole thing. No, no, that's fine. To, to each his own. Um, you know, that's, uh, I'm sure she's, she's nice looking. I'm, I'm just, now, okay, comedy over. It's she is she's a nice looking woman. <laughs> but I'm but you know, her most famous, her most yes, infamous I thing know. is yes. Godfather yes. Three. That's like yes. that's like, you know, if I told you, oh, Chelsea Clinton's not bad looking. Right. But but the image so many people will have is like 13-year-old Chelsea Clinton, which is, you know, the worst time for any child. There's I don't trust a kid who's like a beautiful 13-year-old. It's like, what are you doing? We all go through the weird phase. Yeah, right. Why aren't you? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so um oh and by the way guys uh i think at, as of this recording uh three shows to promote yeah i'm in burbank california as you listen to this or as i call it bareback california hey mike and uh i don't call it that but i just thought that would annoy mike and two yep. shows at flappers comedy club uh friday october 21st and then I'm in Salt Lake City at Bruvy's Cinema Pub. How about that? In Salt Lake City uh, on the 28th of October and then December 1st, live, making podcasts great again for all you people who love my Trump impression and keep telling me they don't want to see me do anything else. This is actually your chance, you sacks of shit, to come on out and see a great show with the one thing you fucking care about that I do. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. If you don't show up to this, to quote Pedro Serrano from Major League, I say, fuck you, Jobu. I do it myself. Anyway, this podcast is sponsored by Voodoo Dolls, featured in Major League, a great comedy. We used to make comedies, Mike. We used to make comedies. Now we make movies with comic relief. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, geez. Okay. He just gave me the, uh, yeah, he, he gave me a symbol, but he doesn't know that I speak Joey Gladstone, which is cut it out. Also known as too legit to quit. How you doing over there, Mike? You liking these these awful things I'm doing? Guys, we're going to come back and talk <laughs> about vaccine boosters. I think you should all get one. Um, and we just lost half our audience. All the bros that thought I was on their side, they just deleted and uh, the podcast. But we're going to take a quick break here. And when we get back, we're going to talk about vaccines. How fun. Hey guys, welcome back to Rain on Your Parade. Mike, how was that break for you? It was great. Good. Well, no, that's his Nicholas Cage impression. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about boosters. So I'm about to get my booster. Mm-hmm. I'm all I'm all modern it up. 
And I feel like it's about that time to get, uh, get boosted. The doctors and the medical professionals are saying, get your booster, get your flu shot. And I feel like people really don't care about COVID anymore, but it's like nobody, if I said I was getting my flu shot, which I will be next month. Yeah. Nobody's going to go. You're, I mean, only the most fucking dumb of the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. fans would be like, really? Yeah. Everybody'd be like, oh, flu shot. Cool. Like, yeah, no, okay. okay. I'm not even worth commenting on. Yeah. But COVID boosters is like a thing. And I was, I was with my, you know, Laura and I are both going to get our, uh, get our couples boosters and, and her brother. I, I think her family was definitely, is definitely like conservative. I think they're like, pre-Trump Republicans, you know, there's a lot of those yeah. out there. Um, but, uh, I think her brother is kind of like in that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like Trump, but I also, it's time for me to get back to like, not being like all down with the, the left on everything, including these m- annoying booster shots. Cause he was just like, I'm like another, I'm done with the, sh- I got all my shots. I got all the shots. And it's like, but it's like, we said, it's like the flu. It's, it's so that's a good thing, but it's also like, hey, if you get a flu shot, if you don't get a flu shot, I guess F it. Don't get, but like, right. it should be at this point like a flu shot, like a non issue. But hey, if you're going to get a flu shot, get a COVID shot. But it's like still, I think COVID for a long, long time is going to have that, that stigma, a completely politicized stigma, right? Not like a medical stigma. It's just going to be like, oh, I, I almost forgot. I was so desperate in 2021. I acted like a lib beta cuck bitch and got vaccinated. No more. No more for me. Yeah. I'm not doing that anymore. And it's funny. Like, and I was thinking like my, my Laura, my girlfriend, her, 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 the conservative, like in her family, like her family's strain of conservatism. I think it's like kind of a pro-life-ish kind of vibe, Mm -hmm. but it's also when she was in high school, you know, who used to give her rides home from school, from, from field hockey practice. I do know this because I made fun of him once in your apartment and you were like, Oh, they, they're kind of close. Is Antonin Scalia, right? Antonin Scalia, uncle Nino. (laughs) That is so crazy. I thought you were fucking with me when you told me that. It's so insane. For everybody who knows me, uh, everything you hate about me, that is not my girlfriend. She's, she's chill. She's quiet. Yeah. She's just like, she's, so she just kind of said that in passing. She was like, oh, you know, who gave, yeah, um, Scalia used to give me rides home from a, by herself, by the way. So that's creepy. I'm kidding. His daughter was on the team. I was gonna say, I was like, <laughs> Do we have a scandal here? Can you tell your story? Uh, unemployment isn't coming through for me, but I bet you what would come through an exclusive book about the time yeah. Justice Scalia diddled me. <laughs> yeah. Good title for the podcast, by the way. Um, but Uncle Nino used to give her rides home from uh, from from lacrosse, lacrosse, field hockey, field hockey practice. I don't want to get it wrong. And uh, I get you. That was just a thrill for her parents. That it was Scalia. Well, yeah. it was Scalia. Was he on the bench already? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like a supreme, like the 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 like charismatic. As I as I literally do this, talking about Scalia instinctively. Yeah. The charismatic conservative Italian justice. Right. You know, her, her, her father was Italian. Yep. And so it's, it's just like, oh, you know, it's like finding out, it's like a Catholic finding out like, ma, I'm going to become a priest. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Finally. Yes. We get VIP track into heaven. So, so I feel like that's the conservative version of that is is having, but, and it's so funny because it's like, I kind of wish it was Clarence Thomas just go all the way. Yeah. And then if there was a picture of that, 
I would make it into a meme and say, driving Miss Laura. Yeah. Yeah. That's the And you could do it because of half of your lineage. That's right. Right. Yeah. And you know what? You know what, bro? But even if I wasn't, I'd allow it <laughs> because it's comedy, bro. Right. It's and you're extreme. comedy. I'm, I'm, I go for it. Yeah. I go for it. Um, porn stars next week, by the way. I know we already talked about Alpha Bro yeah. podcast and we've kind of done that ourselves. I don't mean to step on any toes, but we're kind of doing that already. Yeah. But we'll have porn stars talking next week and hopefully with the visual, the visual content as well. But I just think we uh, – there's not even a big topic here. I'm just tired of people treat like the, it becomes this thing where the COVID booster is like a chance for people to relive their anger and then like prove like I, I used to, it's like being a communist party member in the forties. And then by the fifties, you're like, that was, I just went to two meetings, not anymore. And now it's becoming like, Oh no, I'm back. I mean, it was scary in 2021, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a fucking pussy anymore. Well, the weird thing about it, because uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Aaron Rodgers made a reference to Travis Kelsey did this. Um, oh, I did want to talk. Thank you. Look yeah. at that, guys. That's I wanted to talk about that. Thank you for reminding me. So Travis Kelsey in all, you know, his newfound fame being Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> he's now doing every commercial available. Uh, and one of the commercials that he did was for Pfizer for getting a uh, uh, Flu shot. You, uh, basically, the commercial says you can go get your flu shot and your COVID shot at the same time. So he's kind of, you know, pushing uh, pharmaceuticals. But yeah. fine, you know, pick up the check. It seems like it's a, for a good. Yeah, and flu shot and you know, COVID shot is like as mundane and public servicey yeah. as pharmaceuticals get. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Rogers goes on Pat McAfee's show yesterday. At the Put time on of a recording. shirt, by the way, McAfee. <laughs> not, I'm not a big fan personally, but. Um, at the time of, of our recording, he goes on to McAfee's show and he basically he kind of throws like a little shade at at Travis Kelsey calling him Mr. Pfizer and everybody on the set is laughing. Uh, and I find it odd that Rogers still at this point in this whole uh, the pandemic's over. But you know what I mean? The, the this place that we're at in society still feels the need to like throw weird shots at Travis Kelsey, who a is just really picking up a check. And when it comes down to it, I'm sure his beliefs are whatever about the shot, but But even if he is, but like to me, um, I don't have any endorsements yet, but I've often joked with Laura about like, if I did get endorsements, I'd want it to be shit. I already use. So it's not selling out. I'm like, Hey, Hampton Inn, I like your hotels. I'd gladly be your humorous ambassador. I'm having a a, a really. This is giving me hot flashes for how we're gonna have to sell for your show. <laughs> it's gonna be this, the advertisers that are gonna come in are not gonna be Hampton in. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm saying, no. What I'm saying to you is, I'm saying if I was like me, like if I was Jim Gaffigan level status, and I yeah. could maybe you could even have an agent reach out to brands to test their. I just pick places like the way Steph Curry rejected soda ads and did Brita. Yeah. Then he fucking did crypto, which kind of shit all over the idea of him being kind of a uh, ethical endorser. But at least for a few seasons, it was pretty cool that he was like, no, I, I drink water. So I'm right. And it's a good message. Water is better than soda for right. you. But um, the Kelsey thing, I remember seeing people like talking about him being a sellout. Right. And I realized what people don't. And, and, and Aaron Rodgers, there's another issue there. Uh, I've I've never heard this directly, but many people have told me that there are. Um, whispers of his sexuality oh that he might not be a uh that he's a, but, but that he might still be a packer 
Okay. <laughs> was that, that was even less delicately than I was trying was to put that, it. <laughs> was that a good pun? <laughs> yeah, that actually, I, I like, kind of like that one. Well, Though, no, but and know. I don't, of course, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about anything Aaron Rodgers, and I don't give a shit about anybody's, like, sexuality. It's like, yeah. it's 2023, but he is a starting iconic NFL quarterback in a alpha male bro yeah. sport. Right. True or not, I don't know. I've heard that though. Like I've heard that from different people. That could just be one of those like lame campaigns that people are like, well, we, we, we think he's, we, I don't know. Or, or maybe it's, he went to Berkeley. Maybe it started because he could read. Yeah. And people were like, kind of, okay. well, what's that book yeah. about how to suck dick? Yeah. <laughs> like it might, who knows where it started. I'm just saying I have heard that from different people over the years. And the, the Mr. Pfizer thing, the way he delivers lines like that, he go like when I watched him on Hard Knocks, I was like, he goes out of his way to maintain an unrealistic level of calm and cool. Like it's yeah. almost forced. Like I'm never going to react. Like, in, did you watch Hard Knocks? Yeah, of course. When they had the mentalist. Yeah. Do, it was we, amazing. We, we talked about this already. Okay. But yes, For, you know, we get new listeners every week. I know. I'm not telling so, you not to say it. Yes. I'm just saying we've talked. You know. Yes. Okay. I got you. And the way he he wouldn't give in to the guy. Everybody else on the team was like, whoa. Yeah. But he just kept like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the last one where there was like a goldfish in his hand, he was beat red. Almost like when the opera singer in the Bugs Bunny cartoon is still singing or when Beavis and Butthead are trying to not laugh in class and they're turning beet red, trying to restrain themselves. I was like, look at this guy. He's like fighting his own urge to enjoy himself to just look like, can't get me. Yeah, can't yeah. get me to enjoy anything. Yeah. And I think the Mr. Pfizer thing is like another example of him being like, he probably, I could see him saying it like six times in the interview, like, well, you know, Mr. Pfizer, like, oh, good one. And he gets those billionaire laughs. I remember when I worked when I worked at a law firm, um, reading emails from like people to major billionaires, and the tenor. I'm obviously not going to go into what these emails said, but the tenor. Other way. All I'm saying is, I've never had more comments to move the mic to my face on this show. <laughs> is this good? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's unbelievable. It's just like, I'm just motioning to you. You don't have to tell the audience. No, you know what? We have that kind of relationship. Me and my nine <laughs> fans, we tell each other everything. I literally give you hand signals so we don't It was stop a lot of hand over. signals. It was a lot of hand signals. Welcome to you radio. You're getting very handsy. <laughs> That's a me to you. I used to hold up signs for, for uh, Curtis Lewa. Um And I had a talk back in his ear. I'd say, I'd say, Stop yelling. <laughs> <laughs> so my point, like when, when I would read these emails and you'd see the tone, it could be something as mundane as like, um, we, we had lunch and you bought me a chocolate milk. And it was like, sir, the chocolate milk was exquisite. Yeah. Uh, I loved our conversation looking so forward to getting to, to, to communicating with you more. I think your idea is amazing. Your suit was great. Your, your package looked huge. Your shoes were shined. Like, like I've never seen just so great. It's like when you reach a certain level in society, it's like, I think nobody is honest with you. It's gotta be weird. Like you'll see. And, and Aaron Rodgers kind of gets that like in hard knocks, everything he said they laugh more. Mm -hmm. It was almost like he owned the team. Yeah. Like 
And it was, it's a weird vibe. And he seems like a weird dude to me. Very. And his whole Mr. Pfizer, I'm sure they laughed way too hard. That oh, doesn't even strike it's, me as funny. Yeah, it's awful. And I, 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 <laughs> the question is, were they laughing hard because they share the beliefs? And they, like, maybe they, maybe these, it's Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk. So they played football. Maybe they don't like Kelsey personally. AJ Hawk, an but, Ohio State linebacker. He was, yeah. They yeah. played for the Packers. Okay. Yeah. But so that's why I, I would assume there's this relationship with Rodgers that right. became a whole thing. But yeah. Um, yeah, but man, I don't know. It's just odd. And the reason why I brought up Rogers was basically because I think that it's like, like the, uh, Pfizer vaccine and all the vaccines have basically just, <laughs> <laughs> I was air traffic controlling and voguing for Mike to throw him off. Uh, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the vaccines uh, have basically kind of kicked down the door for these people to just kind of like uh, expose themselves as anti-vaxxers. And it's just odd. I mean, I understand why this could be the one because like, I guess you could argue that in some ways it was like rushed out for necessity. Um, and maybe, I mean, when it came out, I wasn't like thrilled about the idea of taking it, but I was just like, you know what? It's, uh, to be a good member of the community, I'm going to do it. And I, I think that it's, it's gotta be safe enough from everything. I waited like a little bit before I got it and I got it and, it, and everything was fine. You know? So I was thrilled. Like I was one of the, because I was like, I was nervous about it. Not because I'm a beta, yeah, but because I was like, there's a lot of people dying. And at the time I was, I'm a big person. Right. And it dawned on me. I'm like, wait, I'm 41. I'm not 26. Yeah, like yeah, 41 yeah. and 50 pounds overweight. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, some level of elevated risk. I'm not an elderly 500 pound yeah. person, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm elevated. And I was like, when I came out, I was like, great. Yeah. Um, and then I got it like, you know, I fully vaxxed, boosted, and I got it later and it sucked. Yeah. It like, I oh, woke like the, up like the hangover? in sweat. Yeah. Drenched. I mean, you could have wrung out my sheets and I was like, part of it, you know, the cynic would go, oh, you were vaccinated and didn't do anything. I was like, well, but technically the, the vaccine had run its course. Like, right. so I was exposed again. But even so, it's like this idea of like, it's, it's that, it's sort of that conservative libertarian strain of like, well, a law won't stop anything. A vaccine doesn't. They always want to like pretend like anything you do, they'll show an example of something happening and go, see, Laws don't work. Vaccines don't work. Right. It's, it's stupid. It's a very simple, stupid. It appeals to a lot of people who it confirms what they want. And just on the Travis Kelsey thing, I found people calling him a sellout hilarious because well, yes. it's like the idea of selling out, which I've talked about at length. There's a track on, on tall boy, my new special available on YouTube. Selling out is like, if you don't believe in something. Yes. And the, but if Travis Kelsey is like Travis Kelsey, if he didn't believe in like the flu shot and the vaccine, he's got money. Like, I don't think he does that ad without being like, yeah, that's perfectly reasonable message. Oh yeah. And we have no reason to believe that he doesn't believe. Right. But to say sellout, things. it's almost like if Robert Kennedy Jr. started doing yes. Pfizer ads, that's a sellout. Yeah. Whether you agree with him or not, that's what a sellout is. Now people just call a sellout. Like, I don't like what you're doing. You sell out. Yes. No, then you don't do it. There's, there's like a need to have a public integrity before you can sell out. And I think right. that's part of the thing. It's like, not to say that me like, violating your opinion is not me selling out. Right. Right. You having that opinion 
and sticking with it, good. You have integrity and stupidity. Congratulations. Go breathe in some COVID air. Right. It, it would be like to bring it back to the Godfather and the Coppolas or whatever. It would be like Francis Ford Coppola, who was like the the ultimate like film artist uh, of his time or awesome. whatever. Auteur. Auteur. Yeah. All of a sudden was just like, hi, I'm Francis Ford Coppola for Burger King. <laughs> yeah. You know, here you can have a frame flame boiled wrapper your way. Yeah. That would be selling out. You'd be like, what? Huh? Wait Kevin Hart's every breathing well, moment right. selling out. Well, he sold. I mean, <laughs> he can't sell out now. He sold out a decade ago or however, but yes, he's been sold out. There's so at this point he's, he's lived long enough to see the cycle come back. Where he's no longer a sellout because yes. he's it's it he did it so long ago yeah. that he's been sold out. He's been bought and sold a million times. Yeah. You know? Wow. And you're not even half black and you're saying that Kevin Hart is bought and sold. Well, wow. I didn't mean it like that. Wow. One more <laughs> quick break, everybody. This is Rain on Your Parade. We'll be back with Mike's favorite segment, Comedy Talk. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the final segment of this week's episode of Rain on Your Parade. It's comedy talk. Now, uh, two quick things. We have our punch down of the week. I'll save that for last because it's a shout out to several fans. Um, but I watched Michelle Wolf's special on Netflix. She has a new one that they broke into three parts for some reason. Like it was three episodes. And I don't know, is that a reflection of our inability to focus? Like, oh, if you give me an hour and seven minutes of comedy in three parts. No, it's a reflection of the business model. They want three parts, Ugh. three different things to stream. Uh, well, okay. Well, That's what um, I think, at least. I had seen him. I think Michelle Wolf had an HBO special many years ago. I loved it. And mm. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I thought her voice, her voice is kind of, she's very aware of her voice. It's, it's somewhat grating. Mm-hmm. Um but she's she's very funny, and I thought her special, I believe it was on HBO, was really good, like really top-notch. And I was like, holy shit, that's good. And then, you know, she's been writing, and she's been palling around with Chappelle and stuff, and she's, she's a big deal. Um, I only made it through five minutes of the second episode. I watched the first part, and I was like, eh. But, but if you don't have me within like 23 minutes, it's... that's a lot 23 minutes is a lot well i'm a student of the game yeah and obviously your favorites i'm not going to deny you your favorite segment of the show (laughs) so i remember and then i started the next segment and it just felt like it's a it's a common complaint i have and this is a self-serving complaint there's a lot of really good comedians out there who've reached a certain plateau it's a great plateau this is not this is not to demean them but like if you're making between 400 thousand and 1.5 million dollars a year as a comedian you're killing it yes but there is a level and i've seen it with a lot of comics where i feel like the hunger you know there's certain comics whether it's a gary gullman or jim gaffigan who who impress me with their ability to develop new things and go in slightly new directions, even at their kind of comfortable advanced stage of knowing their voice. But then there's also a layer of comics who are doing really well, selling out, doing theaters, et cetera, where I feel like I'm kind of watching them do the same thing. Not the same jokes, but the same, like, in other words, I am now a 310 hitter who hits 25 home runs. And you know what you're going to get from me next season? I'm going to hit 308, with 26 home runs. And the next season, I'm going to hit 307, 30 home runs. And you're just going to get like a nice, until I become culturally irrelevant, you're going to keep getting, I'm going to keep, I found the formula. Here's what you're going to keep getting. 
I have the luxury of not being particularly successful. So I'm always searching artistically. That is a luxury. I know that sounds weird, but like I'm always fighting for a new fan, for a new angle, for a new thing. So when I look at my work, I I'm happy to say like, Oh, my 10th album was my best and my most personal. And I don't, but not preachy, not one man show, but I, I was able to still in my hunt for survival in this business, find a new way and a new approach. And I feel like this special felt kind of like I was watching somebody who knows they're good is in the inner sanctum of Dave Chappelle and is just kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some Michelle Wolf. You're going to get some Michelle Wolf with this special. And it's a tough, it's a tall order to ask, but it's like somehow the, the, the wealthier and the more successful a generation of comics is becoming, they become kind of entrenched. And they're not doing new things and not breaking barriers. And that's tough. But also you'd expect people making millions of dollars to be like breaking new barriers, not just kind of giving you the same, the, the formula kind of. And I just thought her first, the first special I saw of hers, I thought was just so great. It was such a great introduction. And this is, uh, it's not bad, but I just had no interest in it. You know, so I, I guess that's a negative review, but it was kind of like, yeah, I, I'm, you, you, you do great things, you raise expectations and that's the burden. But when you get in the big money and the big fame, you, you should accept the burden, not kind of coast. And I, you know, that, that's a critique of a lot of comics I see where I feel like I'm watching. I watched two different comic specials, like a, like a year and a half ago, both big time guys. And they both opened with similar jokes and they, they weren't cribbing off each other, but I was like, you guys are like living the same life and not digging deeper and exploring deeper things. And it feels like now it feels like any top tier mid thirties comic could, could, could put this out. Like, and then you become kind of interchangeable. So anyway, punch down of the week. I've got to get out of here, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, you know, join my Patreon, patreon.com slash J O Covan. You won't. Um, if you watch my videos, watch them on YouTube. Also those views pay. This podcast is available audio and video. So, consume both or leave a review on, on the audio platforms. Uh, I already gave you my shows, check out my albums, my specials, just go to jlcomedy.com and search all things for me. But, uh, the punch down of the week, will make this very quick. It's not specific to any one person, thankfully, but it's for all the people who commented on my recent Mitch McConnell video, who informed me now to make it perfect, you need to pause for 30 seconds. Now, the reason that's funny is that when I did a video an hour after Mitch McConnell first froze, many of my quote unquote fans called me uh, tasteless and shameful for doing that. And were like, I don't like Mitch McConnell, but this is not nice. Well, Mitch McConnell's fine as I expected him to be. I, and now all of a sudden the tables have turned. And now that everybody's from the safety of knowing he's fine now are demanding that I throw in medical jokes about him. That's why I'm me and you're you. I do the jokes when they take a slight risk and you might offend some people if it's funny, not to offend people, but when you see the funny, you do it. You waiting a month and then reprimanding me for not doing what I've already done is what annoys me. So let me handle it in my time. It will be faster and better than what you can suggest. So thank you to everybody who recommended that. You're the punch down of the week. And until next week, this has been Rain on Your Parade. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening. And uh, talk to you next week. See you next Thursday.